Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Pet Psychic Radio Show. Call in at 917-889-2693. That's 917-889-2693. Come to our Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash petpsychicradio. There's a lot of people on there um, posting pictures of their pets and, you know, chatting with our friends and, you know, showing us their animals so we can possibly talk to them if we have time. So if you want to do that, uh, go ahead and go over there. My name is I. I'm your co-host and producer here with Laura Stinchfield, the pet psychic. Hi, Laura. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the show. Welcome, welcome. Um, I also want to mention that, Laura, you're going to be at the Conscious Life Expo this Friday. Is that correct? I I am, yeah, and I'm going to be in a panel with about four other animal communicators, so come on out on Friday at the uh, Hilton in Los Angeles, and the panel is from 4.30 to 6.30. Cool. So, what is what yeah. is the, um, lo- the Conscious Life Expo? What kind of other booths and stuff are there? Oh, there's going to be all kinds of booths, probably like energy workers, and um, I'm not sure everybody who's going to be there. Like anything but kind of that any anything holistic, holistic healing, yeah. all that stuff. Yeah, right, exactly, cool. exactly. But a lot of other animal communicators, and what's kind of neat about our panel is we've got a couple of vets on the panel who talk to the animals while they're practicing. Oh, that's so, cool. Yeah, so it'll be a neat group of people. Do you and have Lori, like um Anya. Sorry, I'm sorry to interrupt you. I was wondering, no. do you have a like a group of friends that are pet psychics and you guys get together and have like a I don't know, you, like you, you know, share. I have to say that um that like my good friends and uh some of my good clients, like they pretty much feel like they can hear the animals. So, when I'm with them, you know, I mean, you're sort of like that, too. You get things back from the animals. And yeah, Caroline. But I'm, a, but I'm not a pet psychic. Yeah, like, do I have other professional pet psychics that I hang out with socially? Yeah. Uh, not, re- not really socially, no. Just no. In, at, like, but panels, sort of, meetings. Yeah, right, right. But Lori Spagna, I mean, she's been absolutely wonderful. She's, you know, she's she's gotten me involved in all sorts of things. So she's fun to talk to. That's cool. We had her on the show once. I think you were in yeah. Japan when we had her on the show. Right. Yeah, I was. I was out of town that time. That's yeah. that's neat. I was just wondering, like, I wonder if, like, all the pet psychics get together. And like, wow, it would be really fun to do. I would absolutely love it, you know, because there's a bunch of them that are really open to, like, sharing and talking about what we do. And then there's some where I've contacted and they don't want anything to do with me. You yeah. know, like I've seen their videos or, you know, I've read something that they wrote and I'm like, wow, that really resonates with me. Like, I really want to know this person. And they just are too competitive or something. They don't want anything to do with it. Or that's right. my take on it, but who knows? Like, maybe they just are busy and they just didn't. Who knows? Right. So, yeah. Because yeah. I know you're pretty open and I would it seems like you would be excited to meet other people. Oh <laughs> my like gosh, it's so exciting. Pretty... Hear their 
stories, and I'm so fascinated. You know, I was a psych major in college, so I'm so fascinated with the way everybody's mind works, and, you know, we all receive information differently, and so it's kind of neat to hear other people's experiences and how they hear it and how they see it, and, you know, I, I was yeah. an animal trainer for many years, too, and and I, I'm not a fan of any type of, like, punishment training, but I learned from some of those trainers. So, um, so like, how to use my voice, for instance. I learned from a good friend of mine who actually uses choke chains and pinch collars, which I would never use on my own dog but or my client's dog. But, but the way to use my voice was invaluable to me. Mm-hmm. So, so, yeah, I'm open. Everybody's got something to share. You can learn from anybody. Yeah. yeah even your worst enemy you can learn from. Totally. Uh, so today for our theme, I was thinking maybe we can ask the animals, uh, what can humans do better to communicate with you? So I know you I know you always talk about um, picturing in your mind, you know, what we should be, when we're talking to the animals, picture it. Can you talk a little mm-hmm. bit more about that? Yeah, so um, what's most important when you're communicating with an animal is, well, first of all, everything that you think around an animal or say around around an animal, whether you're conscious of it or not, you're creating a visual in your mind, like a picture in your mind, and also a feeling in your body of whatever you're thinking and saying. And so um, animals with telepathy or pretty much anyone in telepathy, that's how we send things back and forth is through pictures like images in our minds and feelings in our bodies. And um, for some some reason or somehow, my mind actually transfers those into words. I'm not exactly sure how that works, but that's what happens in my mind. Um, but when you're talking to an animal, you want to make sure that you're very, very conscious of everything that you're picturing and everything that you're feeling in your body. So you want to try and stay away from saying things in a negative So, for instance, you want to try and stay away from saying things like don't worry or don't jump because what happens is you picture in your mind the worry and you feel the worry in your body. And so the animal actually hears worry and feels worry. Or if you say don't jump, you actually picture the jumping in your mind and um, feel like what it feels like to get be jumped on. And so, and the animal picks the jumping up. So you want to say things like be confident and then you imagine that animal confident and sort of feel what confident is. And it actually has a very, very different feel and and picture. It's pretty amazing actually if you really start to look at it about how you feel when you say those things. It's very, very different. So, But you can say things to an animal like when you jump, it could hurt grandma and grandma could fall down and really hurt her hip and then picture that all happening. Um, So, but if you keep all fours on the ground, everybody is safe. Or if you stay off, everybody is safe. And then picture grandma happy walking around the house. (laughs) Can, Can you say, sometimes I end up saying stop jumping. Is that the same as don't jump? Yeah, it's the same thing. So, I mean, although sometimes, like, I'll catch myself doing things like that, too, but it depends on, like, the energy and how you're directing it when you say stop. Like, Mm -hmm. sometimes you can say stop. Like, that's why I was also saying the voice can also be a huge 
like the way you use your vocals or the way you use your voice. Because like if you say stop firm, a dog might be like, oh, <laughs> you know, and actually stop. So if you ask, so stop can work, you know, but you want to leave out the jumping. You always want to tell them what you want them to do rather than what you don't want them to do. I see, I see. So like stop just kind of like says stop to get their attention maybe and then say four on the floor or sit down or whatever. Yeah, that's good. Um, yeah, it's important. And then the other thing is I'll just throw in there that um, it's so important also to think about the thought right after the thought or right after whatever you say. So, like, people will go through great lengths to, like, really concentrate on what they're saying. And so they'll say to their animal, like, you are safe in the house when I go away. I'll come home in the afternoon and they picture like where the sun is. So be really good in the house and chew only your bones and chew only your toys. And they'll picture where their bones and toys are and what's appropriate to do in the house. And then they'll stop talking to their animal and they'll get up to turn around and they'll think, oh my God, he's going to destroy everything in the house. And so then you just left your pet with, oh my gosh, he's going to destroy everything in the house. And you didn't even realize it. And so then when you come home and things are destroyed, you think, oh, I just sat down and told him all these things. Like, he didn't hear me. But, no, he heard the last thing that you thought. Right. So hmm, that's, that's, Yeah, that's hard because I do that sometimes. And yeah, you got to be careful of everything that you think and when you think it. And You know, and the other thing that animals say, I could go on and on and on, but the the other thing that animals say is, like, Sometimes they have a hard time following their people. They'll be like, I think I get it. And then I'm really confused. Like, I don't really understand. Like, I think I think I understand it and then I don't. Because what also will happen is somebody might do that scenario of telling their, their animal how to behave in the house. And then without taking a breath or, you know, or, or stopping or pausing, between the next thought, they'll start thinking about how they have to pick up the cleaning and and that they have to go to the supermarket. And then the animal is still listening to that, and they're like, what? <laughs> like, totally confused. Right. <laughs> like, what's cleaning and, like, growing? And, like, <laughs> like what are those aisles in the store? And like, just, Yeah, oh. yeah. Wow. So let's ask, let's ask ask the animals today um, what could either their human or just humans in general do better to communicate with them. Maybe they have more suggestions other than picturing and, you know, certain, you know, thoughts moving through our minds, things like that. So maybe they have extra ideas. So we should ask them. Um, Let's get to some calls, shall we? Yeah, let's do it. And um, to our callers out there, I'm going to shout out your last four digits. Um, Be ready when I do that and go right into who is your animal what kind of animal and uh are they dead alive what do they look like what are what's their name and uh let's stick to one theme so one theme question meaning like don't ask us one question and then ask us like 10 other questions because we got we got a lot of callers we want to get to everyone so here we go uh 9622 you're on the air. Who is your animal? Hello? Yes. Hi, hello. Uh, my name is Sharon. I'm calling you from Israel. And uh, first of all, I would like to say I truly admire what you're doing. I only recently got uh, to read about it. 
and uh, I'm, the reason I'm calling is I have an Italian quail called Nusha. She's two and a half years old. She's uh, speckled uh, brown on a beige background. And I was wondering, uh, she used to be at home for the past two and a half years. I got her when she was very young, like two, uh, three days old. And they've only recently moved her outside. She's by herself, and I would like to know what is her mental state, uh, because I don't have a lot of time to dwell with her as I used to, and I just want to know that she's okay. Um, yeah, it is a bird. It's a kind of a, like a bob white quail, some kind oh, of. It's a nice. Japanese quail, like a dog. Oh, nice. Uh-huh. Her name again? Yeah. What is uh, her name? Nusha. Nusha, oh, N-U-S-H-A. Yeah. Okay. Here, hold on. Let me get her. This is the first quail on the show. <laughs> That's right. I heard you talking about dogs, and I've seen you work with police horses, which was admirable, and I thought, you know, uh, she might be your first quail. <laughs> oh, yeah, my first quail in the show. We're gonna wild quail it. Okay, hold on. Let me get. Let me get her. She said that she wants like um like she'd like a board or something for out of the wind. Do you know what she's yeah, talking? Yeah, she does have. Yeah, she has a rabbit hatch where she can uh, go in, and it's quite spacious inside her okay. cage. What's she trying to say about that? Hold on. She said sometimes it gets dusty in the corners. Yeah, and she, she has wants- all that bedding. Yeah. Oh, okay. So that's bother to- her because. Let me ask her because she wants you to clean it out a little bit. So let me ask her if the sawdust is bothering her. Hold on. Okay. She says it can get in her eyes if it's a little windy. I so see. She thinks, and she thinks having bedding that might be a little bit heavier. And uh, what about her general health? Because she's uh, quite a precarious, gentle thing. I used to hospitalize her quite a bit in the past. And uh, just to know that her health is okay and if she still remembers me, if I'm in her consciousness, because I've raised her indoors for two and a half years and now this uh, shift to outdoors it's really bothering me if she can still remember me like she knows I'm there taking care of her or um you still see her correct yeah every day sorry you You see her every day correct yeah okay hold on yeah my health is pretty good yeah the dust hurts my eyes a little bit She says sometimes she she feels very fragile to me. Like she says sometimes her breathing, um, like she can feel her breathing more. But she seems like fragile and sensitive. She doesn't seem like she's not well. She seems well. Oh, okay. yeah, I, that's the most important thing because she she almost died about uh, three months ago, and the, the vet didn't know what to do with her, and that's why I took her outdoors and just wanted to make sure she's okay. Um. I love my mom. Ah, that's awesome. That's you awesome. To go in at night. You uh, you you think it it would be better to bring her inside the house at night? Yeah, because I like the inside. She says. 
I see. It's winter time here, so I may be, I may have to bring her in because of you know approaching stones and stuff when it's getting cloudy. Yeah, I think she's getting cold at night, especially when it's a little bit windy. Let's let's mm-hmm. uh, let's ask her um, what you could do to communicate with her better. Okay, so that's yeah, that's because <laughs> let's ask her. yeah. She's really gentle with her talking. She's very good at communicating with me. I think she's perfect at it. I, I, you know, I, I even tried the tarot readings with her, uh, special pet tarot uh, readings, and I, uh, I never felt I could really get to her. Although she's been like, uh, you know, she's more than a pet to me, and I just couldn't get through. So when I heard about you, I said, okay, I'm gonna stay on the line, go through, <laughs> and ask how she's doing, because otherwise I felt like, you know, could never reach her. Um, oh, that, I think that maybe, and I don't know, this could not, this may not be true, but. I have a feeling that maybe what you're looking for to reach her is more like to notice that you're reaching her is her body language, but she hears you. She understands you really well. So animals don't necessarily need to look at you in order to be hearing you. So in in the animal world, like direct con- eye contact is a little bit intimidating for them. So sometimes when mm-hmm. we're con on what we're trying to say to them, we kind of do this intensity that's focused on them. And so they try to be polite to us by turning away or batting their eyes or bending their head down. And oftentimes people think that their animal is ignoring them when in actuality their animal is listening but just trying to soften the intensity of us trying to get the message across. I see. And can it be done even remotely? Like if I if I'm not around her cage, or if she can't see me directly, if I'm thinking about her and trying to uh, transfer, you know, like a, a thought or some image imagery to her, will she be able to get it to to actually uh, receive it? Definitely, will be able to get it. So as long as you picture her and what she what she feels like to you and what she looks like, send a message to her. She will definitely get it. She's also saying that you're really soft with her hands when you pick her up, and she likes it when you move your hands like softly underneath yeah, her belly. Yeah, she's very tame. She's very tame, yeah. and uh, she, yeah, <laughs> she spreads her head on my arm when I pet her. She's very, very oh. docile. That's yeah. So- it was so sweet. Yeah, she would be good inside at night, I think. Yeah. And she's not scared at all because I noticed that when I pick her up since I moved her outside, she makes some, like, uh, scared noises, you know. She has this clacking noise, and it's like, what's happening? What do you want from me kind of noise? So I just want to know that she's okay, and she's not like, it's not like she doesn't recognize me anymore if I don't... Uh, you know, handle her as often as you would like to and things like that. It's a lot about the way you pick her up. She wants you to be really soft with your hands underneath her belly and support her back really softly and just lift her mm-hmm. up really I keep seeing your hands lifting her up really slow. And she keeps saying she doesn't like the dust. So, like, being... Uh, she likes, that, that will be taken care of, yes, yeah, sorry. Yeah. Okay, thanks so much okay. for calling in. You want to get to another caller. Yes, thank yeah. you so much for your time, and I appreciate it. Have a good day on your end. Thank Thanks. you. That was a perfect call for our first uh, communication oh, theme today. So, 
And it was our first quail. So welcome all quails to the show. (laughs) Call in quails. This is so funny. You're so great. Why I help. So we have we have a very special guest today. Um, We have um, Patricia from. I hope I'm saying this right, Patricia. Londolosa <laughs> Dog Den and Cattery. Is that correct? Yep, that's correct. Yay, I got it. Uh, for all of our <laughs> listeners, go to um, LondolosaDogden.com, and the spelling is L-O-N-D-O-L-O-Z-A Dogden.com. So check that out while we're talking here. Uh, welcome to our show. Thank you. Good to be here. Yeah. Thank you so much. And first of all, what does the word Londolosa mean? Well, Londolosa is actually a derivative of a word. Um, my husband and I, like uh, for the last few years, have been going to South Africa to game reserves. And um, our favorite game reserve is in Londolosi, um, which is uh, just at the edge of the Kruger National Park. And uh, they specialize in leopards. So um, I, I'm an avid photographer. Uh, notice I didn't say professional, um, but I love to take pictures, and leopards are, are really one of my favorite uh, subjects to take. So um, I thought, well, what a better uh, name, uh, what, a, what a great name to name my doggy daycare. We're going to name it something completely different. And I chose the root Zulu word, which mean, which is Wandaloza, um, mm-hmm. which means caregiver and protector of all living things. Oh, wow. What a great so word. Yeah, so that's our sort of story. And the good thing about Zulu is that it's spelled um, exactly as you say it. So phonetically, you can just spell it right out, and it, it, it's exactly the same. So yeah, um, so yeah, so that's the that's the, uh, and it turns out that that's exactly what we uh, what we end up doing here. <laughs> so it, it works. Wow. And so you guys are a doggy daycare boarding facility that also does rescue. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah. Well, it's kind of a hybrid. We started out as a doggy, you know, a traditional doggy daycare boarding grooming facility um, for cats and dogs, and it has turned into um, almost exclusively a rescue uh, facility. So we have uh, nothing but owners who have rescued dogs here or uh, rescue organizations. We work with over 20 rescue organizations um, who board their dogs in between finding fosters or finding their forever homes. So um, I would say about 85, almost 90% of the boarders that I have here at Londoloza are um, are dogs that were getting ready to be euthanized and are here now as they're getting ready for their second uh, chance at life. So we're pretty proud of that. That's amazing. And do you also, do you put together animals and people? Like do you actually facilitate any adoptions or anything like that or yeah, I mean, we may, we try to help the rescue organization with the adoption process in that, um, you know, if they have people that want to come see the dog or whatever, they can they can come here. Um, we can certainly give them a bath before they go or t- take them to the vet if they need that. And then we, we basically um, welcome the person coming to see the dog. And because we work with these dogs every day, you know, one of the things that we do that's a little different than everybody else um, is that we try to socialize these dogs. A lot of them come with, you know, problems and, and bad history and you know, the reason why they were left at the door to begin with. And we try to work with them as much as we can. If, if a dog is 
healthy and playful and wants to be with other dogs, then we create play groups around that. And that really helps the success rate of, uh, of the adoption process. So personally, I've adopted out six dogs um, just because I know the dogs and I know the people walking in the door and I know their dogs who may or may not be in daycare and boarding with us already. And um, we've made a few matches that way. So it, it, um, it, does, it does help. It's a, it's a sort of a communal place where people can come and view all different kinds of dogs, from little dogs to big dogs and everything in between. Wow. No, no quails here, though. Yeah. <laughs> That's so great. So basically it's a place where all these um, ad- adoptable animals can also come with these, from the different rescue groups, and it's a place for them to get be taken care of and uh, mm-hmm. groomed, cleaned, and have a place to play before finding their forever home or even after they've found their forever home. Uh, that sounds mm-hmm. like a really awesome, awesome place. Where are you guys located? We're in Culver City. Um, so we're just uh, past National Boulevard on Washington, off of Washington, um, by the Helms Bakery, if anybody knows from L.A., oh, yeah. that, that, that area. But, yeah, I know where that is. Uh, yeah, we're up the streets down from there, so pretty cool. local. Cool. So uh, today we're going to be talking to Cupcake, is that right? Yeah, we're going to talk to Cupcake. Cupcake is a um, a little white, looks like pit mix. We haven't quite figured it out. Um, very quiet little girl, um, very sweet. And, um, you know, she just looks so sad all the time. And I'm just uh, I'm very curious to know what she's thinking and, and if she's okay and if there's anything we can do here to, to make her stay more enjoyable and memorable and, and um, uh, just help her out a bit. Does she play with the other dogs? Is she good with the other dogs and people? Yeah, she's very, very, she's very, very submissive. Um, she does not get, um, you know, she doesn't, like, look for a fight or anything like that. She'll kind of go wander off in her own little corner. Um, so, yeah, she does, and I'm trying to get her more and more socialized as the days go on. But I think something really traumatic happened to this poor little girl, and, mm. and you know maybe you can give me some insight as to what yeah. that is, and so, we so can she help kinda, her a little bit. Yeah, so she can hang around the dog. I just want to get a good picture of her behavior. She mm-hmm. can hang around the dogs, but she hasn't actually let loose and allowed herself to play. Is that right? Yeah, exactly. Like, it's almost like she yeah. thinks this is going to get yelled at or something. I don't. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, right. Like a lot of dogs that have been abused, they're really scared or had a traumatic incident. They're scared to play because it's so vulnerable. They don't, you know, Mm -hmm. they let their guard down and play. And so that's something that we want to tell her that she can do and and actually practice. So um, uh, let me get her and see. And so we want to kind of know, like, why did she get abandoned and what's her story and why she's so shy and submissive? Mm -hmm. Yeah, they should just left her in a dog park. Sometimes I have bad hearing in one ear, and it confuses me. And sometimes I get scared. Mm-hmm. Because I think my person is going to run away. Oh. My person ran really fast away. He hugged me beforehand. And said, somebody will take good care of you. And then he started to cry and run. Wow. I haven't had a lot of abuse, but I've heard yelling before. 
but not a lot of yelling directed at me. It was mostly yelling at my people friends. I used to live with a lot of people. And they seemed to care about each other. So I don't understand how this happened. I see them all sort of like in like a communal kitchen, like hanging out and talking. And um, I had dog friends too. I have a feeling something was seriously wrong with my dad. Because he kept, in the days before he did this to me, he kept sweating a lot. And he was sort of talking to himself. And I didn't know what was wrong with him. Maybe he was mentally ill. Maybe. Yeah, hmm. she said. Um, so, um, hmm. so we want to tell her, like, we want to ask her, right, if she feels okay. Because it's, it's true. Understand. It's interesting that she still wouldn't uh, get over I don't want to say get over it, but sort of be like, okay, you know, like like my dad sort of freaked out and left me here, but now I'm with good people and at a good place, and this place is fun, and, like, now I can have fun. So there is something else that's not being said, you know? Mm-hmm. So she's sometimes, trying to make a breakthrough? Um, what did you say? She's trying to make a breakthrough? She's trying to, to get yeah, over the hump? Have- yeah, let me ask her if she's trying to get over the hump. And I want to tell her, too, that right now that she's at a place that is very, very safe and that she this will never happen to her again. And okay. that, um, and that is she up for adoption? Yes. Yeah, and that you mm-hmm. guys are looking for her forever home. And what it mm-hmm. means to have a forever home is that that the people who – take her, have to promise to be always kind to her, and that if something ever happens again and they can't keep her, that she comes back to you guys. Is that right? That's right. Yes, Yeah, and so that's Mm -hmm. important. So she knows that she's never going to be abandoned again because she always will have a home there and she'll always be taken care of. Right. They've told me that. (laughs) They, they, They tell me that and they hug me. Yep. My hearing is hard. Sometimes it's hard to deal with it, with my hearing. Okay. It comes and it goes. Hmm. And sometimes it's loud and sometimes it's soft. Sometimes I worry about the other dogs. Sometimes I worry that the dogs will jump on me. Okay. And I don't want a pack to jump on me. That really rare at your place? Yeah, it, it tell you can tell her that that um, someone's always with her, and mm-hmm. that we won't let danger come to her. Okay, and that you're yeah. probably really good about the dogs that you put out together. And oh so yeah, usually they're, they're, yeah, they match. They match in yeah. temperament. They match in size. They match. You know, they, the the temperament is the most important thing to us. So. We can have big dogs that go with little dogs because their temperament is that way. So it, it, yeah. it depends. I like a little dog that kind of looks like me. Do you know who that is? Is it like a little Jack Russell maybe? Yeah, there's a bunch of Jack Russell. <laughs> yeah, there's one that she likes in particular. Okay. 
I wonder who that is. Uh, sometimes my food gives me a stomach ache. Uh-oh. And sometimes my mouth is sore. Hmm. I'm grateful for my home. I'm grateful that they have me here. So one of the things, other things I'm going to tell her, and then for all of you out there, you probably have heard me talk about this, but I think it's so important, that dogs have what we call calming signals, and that body language that animals use to calm themselves, to communicate with other animals, and sometimes they use these body language signals to communicate with us as well. And knowing them can be really beneficial because if we start to mark their calming signals, then they can learn, um, like, how to be more confident. So, um, so some of these calming signals are licking their, licking their mouth, like licking their own mouth, blinking the eyes, looking and looking away, yawning, sitting down, lying down, stretching, like that uh, yoga down dog pose or play bow, we call it, um, or coming to one another in an arc can be a calming signal, holding up a paw can be a calming signal, and then shaking, where they look like they're shaking off water, and that's like usually shaking off a lot of stress or excitement, like after a big play session, they might do a big shake, or after a big bark bark frenzy. And so what we need to tell her is that she can lick and yawn and blink her eyes, and that's like taking a deep breath, and that's going to help her body feel calmer in her body. And that then she can make better decisions about what's safe and what isn't safe. And uh, she can start building up her confidence. So when she's out Mm -hmm. with the other dogs or when she's alone, she can just lick and blink her eyes. And then also, because I feel like there's probably something in her past that she's either repressed or she's just choosing not to mention. And then we can tell these dogs that have post-traumatic stress is that if that them having a memory after they're there for a while, after they're at your facility for a little while and they start to feel safe in their new environment, they Mm -hmm. might have, they might all of a sudden start having flashbacks of whatever traumatic happened to them, and that is normal. And so Mm -hmm. what they need to know is that when that happens, that to to lick and yawn and to blink their eyes and just keep reminding themselves that they now are safe and that those memories will eventually go away, and they they won't rule them anymore, and that it's normal for them to just keep, to come up after a little while. Great. Yeah, I have I have that sometimes, she says. That's great. I have it. Um, we, we try hard. Yeah, I can tell. Yeah, that positive sort of gentle energy that, that, you know, that because they're stressed out enough when they come here and they're, it's yeah. a very, it, you know, it's very upsetting sometimes when these dogs come in, and and uh, so, you know, we're all and about I, trying to help them through it. Yeah, and I see that, and I see that your place through her eyes, and it's a very safe place. Like she's not scared; she's going to really get hurt there. It's more her own internal fears that are haunting her, not something that's going on outside of herself. Like she feels okay. very safe with that and very safe with the people. Great. There's one person that loves me more than the others. Um, Probably me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I have a uh, special affinity for this little guy or this little girl, and I I don't, um, um, I don't really take favorites. But this one is just, I don't know, it's a look in her eyes. I think just pulls me in. She says she wants 
say thank you and also for the special treats that you give her. Thank you give her special <laughs> Yes. Aw, okay. so... Don't tell any of the other ones. <laughs> <laughs> well, Patricia, thank you so much for being on our show today. Um, thank you. You know, for all of our listeners, again, go to londalosadogden.com if you have any questions or are interested in Londalosa Dog Den and Cattery, go to their website. Thank you so much, and uh, thanks Thank to Cupcake as well. Right, and if anybody wants to adopt a dog, they can come out too to see our uh, see all, all the ones that we have here. We we need to find everybody at home, so oh. we're helpful we're hopeful for that. Okay. Yes. Thank you so much. Well, thank you for having me. I appreciate it very much. Well, Patricia. Bye. Thank you. Bye. So that was, again, Londalosa Dog Den in Kettery, com. Check out that. I like saying that. Longa, Londa, it's like hard to say. Londalosa Dog Den. It's so important what they do because it's so hard for these rescues who, because sometimes there's no fosters. I know. So it's that they're taking in these dogs. You know, it's really yeah. special. That's yeah. really, I know. I, you never, it's like, you never think about where they go because they're all so packed, all the rescue groups, and, you know, they need all the help they can get. So having, like, an awesome place like that, it's just such a great place. It's really great. Uh, let's quickly, we're running out of time here on our show, so let's go to our next caller, 9152. You know what to do. Go. Hi, hi my name is Penny. Hi. Hi, here. Hi, thank you for taking my call. Um, I'm calling regarding the dog that is no longer here. Um, she's a black lab dog, and her name is Mercedes. And I'm just wondering what messages she has for me, and I want her to know how special she's always been. Aw, and when did she pass away? Um, I would guess maybe almost tw- 15 years ago. Okay, hold on, let me get in. I want to tell my mom that it's great here. There's a truck that I can ride in. Sometimes I still come visit her. I know what she said to me after I died. I want her to know that I heard her. Do you know what she's talking about? Um, I I can't recall it offhand. Um. I didn't know it was coming, and I came home, and she wasn't there, and I just knew something wasn't right, so it was probably that I was sorry that I couldn't say goodbye. Oh, it's so sad. And so what happened? Did your parents take her out of the house, or did did or she had passed away? What happened then? Um, she was getting older, and she was not herself. She was, I think her hearing was going, and her vision, and she was in a lot of pain, so my dad just um, brought her in the back, and he took her out of the pain. Oh, okay. Did you guys have a truck? I wonder why I saw Yeah, that. we did. Oh. <laughs> She's running in the truck still. <laughs> <laughs> I heard her talking to me. I want her to know that I heard her talking to me. And that I can still hear her. And I know you were upset with Dan, but I told him I was ready. 
I told him okay. I needed to go. And he felt like he had to do it right away. And he said, and he thought that it was best if you didn't say goodbye. He didn't think he thought it was best if you didn't say goodbye. Yeah. He made a mistake. But he's sorry. Is that true? She made a mistake? No, he made a mistake. Like, she's oh, saying that. Okay. Saying that he should have let you say goodbye to to her, but she was okay. telling him it was time to go, so he felt like it was best to do that. Yeah, and so I do understand. So, yeah, it was just hard. Yeah, I can imagine. I can imagine. Also, I want to say something. There's a chocolate covered dog here that I'm playing with. You know who that is? It might be one of her siblings. We have a lot of fun. And I'm staying in heaven. I'm going to stay in heaven for a while. She was the best dog. When you get a lot older, maybe she'll come back to you. Okay, how would I know it's her? Not time in your life, then, like right now. Um, you know, with reincarnation, it's so tricky and complex. But the main thing is, is when they come back to you and you're meant to have them, you're like magnets. And they just come back to you in one way or another, and you come across a dog and you just need to have them. And you might not know at that time that it's Mercedes come back, but you'll be like, oh, I just need to have this dog or something about this dog. And then as time goes by, things she'll do will remind you of of her. Sometimes people go and they see the dog right away and they're like, oh, my God, I know that was that's my dog or my cat or whatever it may be. But that's, that doesn't normally happen. Usually you sort of notice it sort of slowly and are sort of like surprised by it. But they also have very different temperaments. So it's pretty remarkable. Let's ask uh, Mercedes what uh, what can humans do better to communicate? Since, I forgot uh, to do that with, with the other one too. With I know we forgot. With Cupcake. We'll ask uh, Cupcake after. But I want to ask Mercedes since, um, you know, she what lived can, a, a long life and, uh, you know. Can, okay. Sit cross-legged and breathe first. That really helps her. Center herself in the middle of her heart and then just talk to me. And I hear you. But center yourself in the middle of your heart. Oh, it's sweet. That's it's awesome. Sweet. Thank, you. Thank you so much. Thank yeah. you so much. I can't much. wait to get her back someday. She's just been a blessing. And I, she's my best memory of childhood. I oh, never want to forget her. Yeah, so. you never will. <laughs> Thank you. I can't wait to have her back someday. Thank you, Penny. Thank you. So center yourself in your heart. I like that. I wrote that down because I like that. 
Um, it's interesting about that because Carol Gurney, she, she's another animal communicator, and she talks a lot about like heart talk, and that's where it comes for her. It comes from the, the middle of her heart. It's where everything starts. Mm, yeah, I really like that. That's cool. Um, we also have a lot of people talking in our chat room. If you haven't been in our chat room, join us in there. Um, people are chatting away. Just wanted to mention that. Uh, let's go to our next caller real quick. Uh, we're running out of time. One, three, two, two. Tell us who is the animal we're going to be speaking with today? Um, Kingston. Kingston. Yes. Cool. And um, he's a golden retriever. Mm-hmm. And he's four years old, and he's adorable, and he has the cutest face. <laughs> what do you want to ask? <laughs> Say that again. I want to ask him. I want to ask him, what is he allergic to? Because he's going through this fungus problem that um he has caught over the summer. And financially, it's been overwhelming trying to make him comfortable. And so the next, so the next step is to find out exactly what's wrong with him. Like, what is he allergic to, so that we can narrow this down. So he won't. I felt like he suffered throughout the summer, and I feel really bad about that because financially, I didn't have the money to do what most of the veterinarians wanted me to do. Right. So tell me, what diet is he on? What's his food? Um, scientific. Oh, uh, science diet, you mean? Science, science diet, yeah. I'm sorry, science diet, yes. He's on better food, and I know the vets. Now, I'm not a vet or a right. nutritionist, but I'm not a huge fan of science diet. And so okay. one of the number one food allergies that, or was one of the number one allergies that create like yeast and fungus and all types of skin problems and digestion problems is uh-huh. wheat and wheat and corn in the diet. And so you want to make sure that he's on a no grain diet. A no grain diet. Yeah, so you want to make sure his food says no grain on it. Okay. And and um, if you can afford to or if you can have the means to feed him a raw food diet i can almost guarantee that problem will go away a raw food diet there's a food called stella and chewies it's a very very high quality food and you can, can you buy say it that in, again stella stella and chewies okay you can find it in um the freezers at high-end pet stores or some oh, okay, okay. Or uh, that was that would be very helpful. And how does he love his family? Does he knows how yeah. much we really, really love him? I'll ask him that. That's a common question. I'll ask him, and I'll ask also ask him if he knows what he's allergic to. Okay. <laughs> I'm not sure what I'm allergic to, but I'm really uncomfortable sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes I feel anxious in my body, mm-hmm. and I can feel itchy and raw. Yeah. And I want to get wet. Oh, he wants to get wet. Yeah, I want cold water on me. Mm. I want to get better. Sometimes when I eat, it scratches my throat. 
And also what I notice, after I eat, I feel like I'm stuffy in my nose and my head. Oh, okay. And on my ears. Oh, poor baby. And I love my family. My family is awesome. <laughs> and they're always saying how awesome I am. And they've taught how me to do cool he things. <laughs> Have you taught him to do cool things? He's just a funny dog. He's really a character. He's so funny. <laughs> and he loves when my son come home. He can't wait to, to my son come home to play with him. He says I like their kid. I like their kid. I'm going to ask him what he can do to communicate. What can you guys do to communicate with him better? Okay. Stop talking so fast. Sometimes they talk so fast. And I'm like, what? And I'm like, slow down a little bit. What? <laughs> I hear you don't need to be loud, just slower. That if it looks like he's not understanding you, uh, you don't need to raise your voice. You just need to slow down your thoughts. <laughs> Okay, and I, I have been trying to do that. I'm listening to what you're saying, how to communicate with him. And I actually told him, tell Laura Kingston, I need to communicate with her. I need to talk to her. And I tried to put your picture, your face in my head, and his thoughts so that we can get through. Very <laughs> and good job. But it, I was amazed that you, I was the next caller. <laughs> yeah, oh, my gosh, great job, see? With all my eyes, she's like, oh, Kingston is probably like, I know who controls, who gets on here. I'm talking to I. Yeah, I heard <laughs> Kingston uh, contacted me. He uh, instant messengered me, you know. <laughs> yes, yes, so mainly you think it's the food. You don't think it's nothing outside, no grass, no nothing that he's really, it's mainly something in his diet. I would Start with the diet, but again, I am not a veterinarian, but I would definitely start with the diet. And yeah. you said that he's not even sure what what he's allergic to. No, he's not, but he doesn't feel well after he eats, and I think that's a that telltale sign. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. and um, and I I think that's pretty much it. So he, oh, we kiss him so much. He get kisses every day, <laughs> all day. <laughs> that's because oh. we lost it early. Um, four years ago, four or five years ago, so he is spoiled. Because like he feels like he's a kid. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yes, he's, and he, he's tiny. Aw, thanks for calling in today. Yeah, thank you so much. Thank you. Oh, Kingston, golden retriever, what a funny guy. Did you see how she made that work by all of you out callers out there? <laughs> totally, I know. Uh, let's take some uh, let's take some uh, chat room questions we have here. We have, um, let's see, I have Robert who is eight years old, a hundred percent white, short-haired cat with a pink nose, ears, and paw pads. <laughs> one year. It was one year old. No, four, eight years old. Oh, eight years old. Sorry, I thought I heard you say 100 years old. <laughs> 100% white, short hair. Oh, sorry about that. Okay. Um, he has one prosthesis marble under one eyelid. Uh, 
uh, but they forgot to do that for the second eye socket, so I guess he's blind. Um, Concern for Robert is that he's always uh, been healthy, but as of this morning, he's dropped about 14 pounds to 10 pounds, but is still eating and drinking uh, heartily. So uh, is there anything, you know, going on? Okay. Let's ask Robert. Yeah, let's get Robert. I don't feel that good. I feel a twisting in my stomach. And I feel juices in my throat. Twisting in my stomach and juices in my throat. And I don't really know what it means. Made me a little bit nervous. And when I eat, I don't feel like I have anything in my body. I don't feel like eating is helping. To me, that can be a few different things. So, again, I'm not a vet and I cannot diagnose, but I can only say what some of the feelings are. Um, Like one is like worms um, or cancer is another one that feels like that. Uh, Sometimes like feline leukemia can feel like that. And... um, what else? There was another one. Uh, sometimes hyperthyroidism actually feels like that. So I would, um, but he got blood drawn, so that should be helpful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So definitely uh, check for, uh, check for, check with the vet and make sure to keep on top of that, right? Uh, yeah, sweet yeah. little guy. Mm, yeah, it'll be interesting to hear what happened to us. It happened to him, so keep us posted and let us know what the vets say. Yeah, let us know what the vet says. Um, also, we have real cool. Do, well, do we have time? Actually, we don't have time, so we're going to go straight hey. into how they can communicate with her better, don't you think? Yeah. I'm going to leave her after that. Yeah, let's ask Cupcake. Okay. okay. Yeah, I can tell you. I like it when they pat me on the head. And I like it when they scratch my butt. (laughs) And when they do that, I feel calmer. And that's a good time to think about your thoughts and talk to me. And know that I hear you. Thank you for talking to me. That's sweet. And that's interesting because I posted today on my website and on my Facebook pages and stuff about this other dog who said that when he's in a bad mood, he likes it when his person touches him on the neck. And so I think what these dogs are saying that it just sort of grounds them, it brings them back down to their body, and it sort of makes them a little bit more focused on what their people are saying. Yeah, I think that's that's been said before on our show where a lot of animals like to get it grounded, like you said, and be back in their body, and that makes such a big difference. Such a big difference, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, thank you, Cupcake. And now let's ask, who will be our words of wisdom today? Oh, let's do aloha. Aloha. That's so funny you said that. I just posted a picture on Facebook, on our Facebook okay. page, of aloha right now during our show. You did. She was probably calling me then. Oh, I guess so because I just posted it. So if you're all um, on the Facebook page, she's um, in her little bed, like 
totally sprawled out listening to the show. Oh, yeah, there you go. Do you see it? Yeah, I do. <laughs> oh, my God. That's so cute. You have to post it as Pet Psychic Radio so it goes on the home page all big. Oh, okay. I'll do that next time. I didn't want to okay. take up the whole page, you know. Okay, Aloha. What's your words of wisdom? Is to tell my mom that I love her. That's not a words of wisdom. You better finish. <laughs> okay. I think it's important for every animal to tell their animal how much they love them. And if their animal does that every day, their person will take better care of them. So many people say to you, does my animal know I love them or do my does my animal love me? And if every day you said it to each other, you would never be wondering. <laughs> kind of cute. I think she's cute. saying. I think she's also saying, you know, trust it too. Like when you're yeah. telling your animal that you love them, and they kind of look back at you and like rub up against you or nudge you, like trust that they're saying, "I love you back." Yeah. But okay, hey, let's see how. Let's if see we, how she, uh, sorry, go ahead. I said, let's see what she says about talking to her. You know, like, what's, how can you improve? Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Dad can improve by stop making a joke every time he talks to me. He's like, he, he, he. And I'm like, what? I lost you a little bit. That is so weird that you said he, he, he. That's like what we call her. Oh, you do? That's her, like, nickname. We see her and we go, hee, hee, hee. <laughs> That's really weird. See, I'm like a total, I'm a skeptic, and then this is what you do to me. <laughs> I'm a skeptic, and then you do this, and then I'm like, well, I guess it's real. And it's like... Thanks, he, he. What, she doesn't like it? Aloha sounds like a cute nickname for you. You don't like it? I like it, but be serious sometimes. Okay, we got it. We got it. <laughs> Thank you all for listening to our show this week. Pet Psychic Radio on Blog Talk Radio. Go to The Pet Psychic. Don't forget, Laura's going to be at Conscious Life Expo on Friday at the LAX Convention Center. You can get all that information, again, on thepetpsychic.com. Go to our Facebook page, facebook.com, Pet Psychic Radio, and follow Laura at The Pet Psychic for all that information. Again, thepetpsychic.com. Thank you all so much. We'll see you next week, same time, same place. Bye. Bye, everybody. Talk to the animals. Talk to them. Talk to the animals.